0: Hello and welcome to Bandcast Movie Trash. I'm DB and with me as always is Aaron. Hello, everybody. And Jared Levin.
1: Hi, what's up?
0: And we just got finished watching what movie? Cocktail from 1988 starring Tom cruise jared and i were at santa monica beach today and afterwards we were talking about how we had to we were both like sort of like down about oh yeah we gotta get home and we gotta watch this fucking movie so we can talk about <laughs> it tonight i us want to know why i don't know why we do this to ourselves <laughs> Why? what is that what is it about this fucking podcast it's such a downer it's like a chore to watch so many of these movies sleepaway camp accepted but We've been on a bad run lately. Thrash and Suck, Dogtown and Z-Boys was okay. I actually wish that I could reevaluate my recommendation of Dogtown and Z-Boys based on how shitty this stupid fucking movie was. <coughs> this movie makes me appreciate Dogtown and Z-Boys.
2: I would have to say that I am more cocktail than Dogtown and Z-Boys. Really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, come on. Are you really surprised by that?
0: Well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because... Oh, my God. Everybody is so unlikable in this movie, except for Elizabeth Shue. But then you feel bad for her because what the fuck? She uh, we will we'll talk about it. My feelings and Aaron's feelings. So this will be good. So we'll have a, a sort of uh, debate. Face
1: off. Oh, face off.
2: You're going down, buddy. You are going <laughs> down.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I don't know, because I got Jared backing me up. Sounds like Jared yeah. was not a fan of this movie. Dude, so. it was pretty
1: fun. the pacing was awful.
0: Oh whatever the fucking plot was. It was just anyway, but so Jared never um asking this is after uh we saw a whale at uh, Santa Monica beach. It was pretty fucking wild. Probably a humpback.
2: That is a really awesome to see. Yeah.
0: We so we were trying to figure out like I thought this came early in Tom Cruise's career. Like one of his early first movies, maybe first two or three and it was, must have been before he was a big megastar. Turns out this is his 10th movie. This movie comes two years after Top Gun and it's the movie that came after Color of Money with um, Paul Newman, which is a Martin Scorsese movie. So this is the movie. Great that movie. It's, it is a great movie. That's like one that we maybe should do. And we want to start doing good movies that aren't punishing us. This movie comes out in July of 1988, five months before Rain Man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> Jared laughs. Aaron's like, yeah, makes perfect sense. This is just, no, I mean, I, like I, that's- Aaron, Aaron is about to argue. Well, I, I think that Rain Man was a step down. I see what you're saying. But uh, yeah, Cocktail, 1988.
2: <laughs> you know, he was a real dickhead in Rain
0: Man. He was, but he had much more of a redemption story in that and actually more his redemption here versus his redemption in Rain Man. Give me Rain Man any day of the week. He, come on, he's a good guy. He's gonna take care of his kid.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: such a piece of shit, man. He's a, I,
1: he's a wannabe Gordon Gecko.
0: Oh my god, I hate this guy. <laughs> Although we we <laughs> he he did serve his country, which is. Very important at the beginning of the movie and then dropped entirely. I mean, I don't know why that wouldn't come back in at some point. Like, yeah, he's he's went and uh, served in the military. When he comes back, he meets with his uncle. His uncle says back from the war. What fucking war was he fighting in? (laughs) Well, also, he's like, "Hey, listen,
2: I fought for my country. So if I feel like running a bus off the side of the road, I will." <laughs>
0: That's well. Yeah, thank you very you much. To it to be fair, it was a Greyhound Semper bus, so those fi. people, he was doing those people a favor if that thing careened off a cliff. Okay, they were yeah. they were headed to nowhere good. New York station, and then they were gonna end up turning tricks on the street.
2: Yeah. And why is he holding somebody's kid on the
0: bus? I couldn't understand that either. My, I was watching this with my wife. We both were like, "So he's married, so his wife is on this bus." And I was like, "Okay, I guess." I mean, and then had, it's like he's obviously going to leave his wife because we know he gets with Elizabeth Shue. That's right. So this that scene was foreshadowing when he's holding this <laughs> kid, and then two scenes later, no wife and kid. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, we totally understand this character now. This is our fault for not picking it up. So well, No, I
2: totally just realized what it is. He had a baby with the old lady, and we just didn't realize that was her. And that's their kid, and he's just reminiscing back on the days and what could have been. Okay. It was all a dream.
0: Oh,
1: Vanilla Sky.
0: Oh, God. This movie is at least better than Vanilla Sky. You didn't like Vanilla
2: Sky? Fuck Vanilla Sky. What what am I watching?
0: I I would rather watch this again than watch Vanilla Sky again. I Ouch. fucking hate that movie. I love that. <laughs> you love that movie. It's
2: terrible. Oh,
0: uh, yes. Tech see, support. see Aaron and I now You know it-
2: it's it's bad because even in this movie, okay? It's I'm going to be honest, it's not my favorite Tom Cruise, but it's still like <laughs>
0: But it's up there. Tom
2: Cruise when he's being his Tom Cruise self. So if nothing else, you get to look at he's cute. In Vanilla Sky, he's a fucking eyesore. And the movie's terrible, and I still don't know what happened.
0: Oh, who gives a shit about what happened in *Vinyl Sky*? Uh, what What happened was it uh, flopped at the box office. That's what happened uh, with good with good fucking reason. Good riddance to that fucking movie. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, so that's that's interesting that you say that. My wife was into this, so she was okay. This gets to and we're, we're we're jumping ahead, but so he gets to New York. And okay, there's a lot of stuff we got to talk about earlier in New York. But when it gets to the point where they're going to be they're being told, oh, I'm going to make you famous, this photographer, or you should be famous, these people telling them just because they do this stupid routine with the bottles behind the bar that they should be famous. And I'm I'm. My arms are over my head. I'm like, what the fuck? They're going to be in Rolling Stone because they do a dance routine behind the bar? Are you fucking kidding me? This is the most retarded storyline I've ever fucking heard. And my wife's like, yeah, but he's hot. And I'm like, there are hot bartenders right now serving drinks who are more attractive, more handsome than Tom Cruise. But they're it's because they're not on the movie screen that... The only reason you think that is because you're watching Tom Cruise and the only reason you were watching Tom Cruise and you think he's this, uh, you know, impressive person is because he's a movie star.
2: No, you're wrong there, buddy. He is fucking cute and charming and adorable. And everybody <laughs> loves Tom Cruise when you're watching him <laughs> in movies like that. Oh. Now, these days, after the little episode on the couch... And uh, Matt Lauer is glib. It is hard to love him. It's not as easy as it was in the 90s. <laughs> but when he does movies where he is that quintessential Tom Cruise, you forget about all the bullshit and you fall in love all over again. <laughs> well,
0: it's <laughs> a little window into Aaron's psyche. I think yeah. it's not just to Aaron's, to
2: women's. Yeah. To every woman's psyche.
0: Okay. There it's interesting because I I watched Tom, uh, Top Gun uh, earlier this year and one of the things that you note is that on the close-ups of him, you really notice like before they were concerned about it, man, bad teeth were okay oh, for a movie star. Oh, he has a
2: snaggle.
0: Yeah, he has bad teeth, but he must have gotten them fixed along the way. I don't think he still has oh, he definitely that.
1: Definitely fixed them up by Mission Impossible too. Right?
0: Okay, but oh, but you've even got a, a, a date on it. He got the Invisalign somewhere around <laughs> 1998.
1: That makes more sense.
2: He was one of the uh, early adopters. <laughs>
0: I will say, though, listening to him read his obituary in here was almost as bad as him jumping on the couch. It was painful. I will admit to that. It was cringy. It was. And he's such a dick at every turn. I, mean, I, I keep <laughs> wanting to turn the corner on him in this movie and say, OK, he's not so bad, whatever. No, he's a <laughs> dick every step of the fucking way. He, um, I don't understand how when he gets to New York They have this montage of him going to interview at these uh, finance firms on Wall Street, and Excuse me, it doesn't work that way. You don't get to submit a bullshit resume and then get an interview you just with a show top up. executive. A walk in yeah. Before
1: the internet.
0: Here's a young go-getter with no education and no experience. Margaret Brock off 30 minutes after lunch for me to talk this asshole face-to-face. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? <laughs> hold on my calls oh and make sure that i have a five inch floppy disk on my desk so that he knows i'm big time that stuck out to me in the first one the, did you see the big five inch floppy disks that really takes this movie i love those
1: yeah it's i remember got, those when i was a kid you
0: gotta have 10 of them to load carmen Sandiego onto your computer
1: yeah. play organ trail <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, I loved Oregon Trail. (laughs) I noticed one of the insignificant details of the movie that I noticed was that um, there was a woman or it could have been a man. I don't even remember what the gender was, but they were walking this like Doberman or Rottweiler type dog and they were clearly picking up the dog's poopies, but they were using a newspaper
0: to do it. Oh, I remember that being a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Before doggy I remember
2: beds. it being a thing, too, and I just have to say that if that was still the thing and I had a dog, I would not pick up any of the
0: poopies. I, I would not use a newspaper to clean up poop. So you're just going to leave the shit on the street, is what you're saying.
2: Absolutely. You're horrible. That's what I'm
0: saying. You're horrible, and you like this movie.
2: The poop (laughs) is going to go back into the earth.
0: Uh, uh, Eventually. As God intended. After the flood, in the meantime, it's just going to sit on the concrete. That shit is porous.
2: It's a good thing for people, though.
0: It's a good thing for people. Do explain. A nice
2: little challenge.
0: Yeah, it's a challenge. (laughs) Otherwise, people are just waiting. Walking around in the feel in this false sense of security that they can just walk down the street without dodging shit.
2: Nothing is guaranteed in this life. You got to look where you're going.
0: <laughs> that was the take. Off. That's what the <laughs> that is absolutely what the director intended in that shot of the people <laughs> picking up the dog poop. It's very, very layered, very meta. I think every I don't know. Every,
1: every shot and close up of Tom Cruise as well.
0: I mean, it's almost Kubrickian in in its precision. (laughs) but I I now. that's Aaron's point my counterpoint is that this director is fucking awful because one of the things that I hated was like the fisheye lens of the people screaming at Tom Cruise their orders at TGI Fridays TGI Fridays he made it to New York and this cool I hate Doug I hate Doug in this movie Uh, (laughs) he's a piece of shit he's even worse than uh, Tom Cruise uh, he's a piece of shit in real life And he works, he thinks he's the, this top dog bartender. He works at a TGI Fridays. in New York. Well, I missed where they said that's what it was. You can see it from the outside. I, yeah, I, I and, wrote, you, and you can
1: see the waitresses, they're wearing the stripes.
0: Yeah, I thought it was Bennigan's. I wrote down, like, they work in this place, and we'll we'll have to talk about this when we get to Roadhouse, because I got a big issue with something that happens in Roadhouse, but that's foreshadowing our next movie. But yeah, I wrote down, like, oh, and they work at, like, a fucking Bennigan's, and no, then they show an exterior shot. It's TGI Fridays. TGI Fridays <laughs> getting some free promotion in this uh, movie that's got a 5% critics review on rotten tomatoes which is five percent too high for me
2: i'd like to know where these tgi fridays are where there's parties happening in them yeah people sit at the bar to tgi fridays are usually a sad bunch and not the kind of people that would be screaming at the bartender to get them their drink yeah like this, this is, is 88.
1: The hot- there's a lot of cocaine
0: you know the- oh that's tr- that's yeah. true they were wild for it. Oh, my God. I just read two great books about New York. Maybe that's another reason why I hate this fucking movie. I just read two books over the break uh, by Jay McInerney, who is um, is set in New York, and they're flooded with cocaine and drinking and drugs, and it was so good. And then I'm watching
1: this movie, and they're at a fucking TGI Friday's. Even TGI Friday's on a bunch of cocaine after Wall Street <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah. sounds good.
0: Yeah, after Wall Street, we go to TGI Friday's. TJ Fridays is where you go uh, with your family or something like
2: it's like a tourist spot When you just start getting your driver's license and you can go
0: drive somewhere with your friends Oh you get pre-mixed margaritas and shit fuck you what are you talking oh, about Doug's not
1: making pre-mixed margaritas he's uh I think he is no, I, I, I think he's a sh- it's all I a think sham. Doug's dipping his parts in
2: everybody's drinks
1: <laughs> Yeah he probably is <laughs> oh. This is before Daybreak is called
2: a There's a part where he says that the one woman hates him, and he goes, try giving him crabs, and then you'll really know hatred. Which
0: is actually one of the only lines that I liked in this movie, but I'm like, (laughs) dude, you're... I don't, what, are the women throwing themselves at him? I mean, I don't know. What, is he attractive, Aaron? He's walking around with his shirt open most of the movie. No, yeah, he's
2: not. I, I'll tell you what, he's got height. Oh. And I do appreciate a good accent, but his, his personality was dog shit.
0: So oh, okay. No, That's right. I forgot we're talking to Aaron and it's all about personality, except when it oh, comes yeah. to Tom Cruise. Because somehow well, I know he gets I don't like Tom
2: Cruise like that.
0: Well, you did in this movie. He's an asshole in this movie.
2: You did. You were like, oh, I forgive him. I love him like how you just every woman ha, like would be, oh, Tom Cruise is so cute. But he's not necessarily someone that I would be looking to make my love interest.
0: Oh, I, OK. OK. But but then this guy, not, not so much because. I'm an
2: advocate.
0: Oh, I, tell you're, an, you're an advocate. You're, Wait, a, you're, you're a Tom Cruise.
2: A, <laughs> I'm a Tom Cruise advocate.
0: Hmm. between katie holmes and nicole kidman katie holmes is hotter do we agree on that
2: um that's a tough one for me to agree on because nicole kidman has an accent
0: Oh, all about the accent
2: i do like accents yeah, yeah I, do too. I think are you guys not all about accents
0: i am yeah
2: i don't know i no i think i have to go nicole kidman
0: ugh I don't know why I'm being so hard on Nicole Kidman, but I think I think I'm just in a combative mood. I just came off of watching this movie. I just, I just want to fight. Get
2: the shit out on me, man! I don't know <laughs> yeah. what your
1: problem is.
0: Tonight. Jared, you break the tie: Nicole Kidman or Katie Holmes?
1: Oh man, you're putting me a lot of pressure. Yes, on I
0: am, and you better answer it
1: correctly. It's all right, Jared. Well, I mean, here here's the thing: Katie Holmes made Tom Cruise jump on a couch. So what does that mean?
2: Found an answer.
1: Yeah. Katie Holmes it is.
0: All right. See that? Yeah, Katie Holmes is uh actually okay. she, she's pretty
2: good. Well, let's wait and see what Katie Holmes looks like when she's Nicole Kidman's age because we do that's have to fair. keep in mind that Nicole Kidman is significantly older than Katie Holmes.
0: Oh, uh, I did not know that.
2: And she has kept her shit together for a while now.
0: Yeah. So let's All right, just see
1: you know what? what? Katie's got. No, right Jared, here, you I'm cannot back, change your track. answer. I'm vetoing it.
2: Jared can be convinced and persuaded. That's why I say you don't know that you have Jared in your corner for the end of this movie yet.
1: <laughs> oh, I think I I think I do. I might get him. I, this movie drove me nuts.
0: <laughs> so, Aaron, what about some of the – now that we're a, a little far into it, do you have any issues with the way that bartending is portrayed in here, especially now that they're doing fucking dance routines in front of the customers um, who are just happy to, I guess, watch a dance routine instead of get their fucking drink?
1: Yeah, I put dudes doing coyote ugly.
0: Yes. <laughs> Ooh, that might be the one to watch.
2: If I was at a bar and the two male bartenders started carrying on like that behind the bar. Mm-hmm. The last thing I would want to do is go home with either one of them.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> why is that? It
2: would be a huge turn off to me.
0: Well, yeah, because you wouldn't be getting drunk enough to want to go home with uh, especially the uh, the uglier one because you didn't get enough drinks because you had to sit there and watch them, I, I don't know do chorus line every time you ordered a fucking Jack and Coke. It's fucking ridiculous.
2: Yeah, like they the two of them have to make drinks together. There's like a whole bar you get, you guys are weeded right now. Why are two people making one drink?
0: Oh, God. So then they get to go. They're they're recruited. I guess I, I didn't know that. They got headhunters. <laughs> yeah, they're saying fucking headhunters <laughs> for bartenders. Come serve at my super hip club with limousines out front where we stop everything for beat poetry. <laughs> are you fucking yeah. kidding me?
1: Yeah, yeah, that made no fucking sense.
0: This is where I wrote down. This is made for Midwesterners who have never been to a big city and think that this is what the big city is like. Like this is me growing up thinking, "Oh, this is like the big city." Are
1: you? This is these city slickers doing their beat poetry, and you know,
0: Aaron, how having- can
1: you? Uh- Heterosexual, homosexual relations.
2: I want to, you know what I would love to see? Did you ever see the movie Less Than Zero with Robert Downey Jr.?
1: Oh,
0: you're speaking my language because not because of the movie. I'm reading the book right
1: now again. Oh.
2: Okay. How about if Tom Cruise was a bartender for those guys when they came walking into the club? If he stopped everything to get up and do his poetry, oh. how that group would have responded oh. to him standing on the bar with his Alabama slammers and
0: kamikazes. They turn off the music. To have him get up on the bar and do some shitty fucking poetry. And meanwhile, again, they're not serving drinks. You're the best bartender in the world because you can rhyme a few fucking lines. Like, what (laughs) is this? Oh, it's so infuriating. You're not infuriated by this? You make a good point. Yes. The characters from Less Than Zero, either the movie or the book. Yes. This would not be the place that they would go
1: to. You
0: know, they're total douchebags.
1: Uh-huh. Not even a hipster bar would do beat poetry.
2: And there's still like the the What the sad part is <laughs> is these bartenders exist.
0: They uh, where where have you seen this?
2: They m- maybe this is like an exaggerated <laughs> account of these bartenders, but there are these bartenders that really think They're like curing cancer out there or something
0: while they're serving their drinks. (laughs) They're curing cancer (laughs) (laughs) while they're spreading around hepatitis, I'll tell you that. Because- (laughs) glorified
1: drunks.
2: (laughs) But I still enjoy the movie. I enjoy the whole idea of what it is. It is very 80s. And I don't know, maybe I watched it when I was younger. So maybe I just have like a softer spot for it.
0: Well, I aged about 10 years between this afternoon and this podcast because in the intervening time I watched this movie and I think it's given me more gray hairs. Like I'm getting worked up, I know, but I hate this shit. Are you kidding me? The other thing is that all of a sudden he meets this guy. Now he's working at TGI Fridays and I guess yesterday he enrolled in an Ivy League college because now he's taking courses in business or some shit in the, during the day. Yeah, telling off the professor. It's that easy I mean they say I know they say later it's a biz it's a city college there is yeah. no city college that has 19th century brick buildings like that's what this campus is like it has an entire lush campus it looks like it's meant to be uh Yale or Harvard there uh, there are no city <laughs> colleges like this. The 80s were just a better time, man. I don't know what you want me to tell you. And then there are no professors that yell at you like you're a fucking child in high school. I mean, my professor, Walter Ben Michaels, there were two times during his class where he called us pussies because we no one would speak up, right? When they asked, when posed a <laughs> question. And he just shook his head and he said, pussies, which I thought was fucking awesome. But he said it with a smile, right? Because he was I, expecting that kind of teacher. He, yeah, he was. Oh, he's the best. I, he, the, the guy's awesome. But he said it with a smile. And it was because he was expecting better of us because he knew that there was there was better. He knew we were better than that. Right. Don't be a fucking. even if he scared. had said
2: it in disgust. Yeah. I still would like him as a teacher.
0: Yeah. Oh, he was. He would not mince words. That's for sure. He would. He would be critical. And but this is not critical. This is like shouting at you and belittling you and humiliating you. Like this is like
1: such yeah, that. Yeah, it's not fast times at Ridgemont High, you know. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Like Because, again, like this is like uh, an alcoholic fantasy where, oh, it's the man just trying to uh, stifle my creativity and my my <laughs> personal expression. You know, I'm, I'm better than them. I'm smarter than them. And they're saying that, that I'm thinking that. And then it cuts to a scene where he and Doug are talking and he's talking about how, oh, you know. You're all set to graduate. Yeah. He says you're, you're, you've are you already <laughs> graduated if you know that you're better than them. And then they're cracking MGD. I'm like, you think you're smarter than them and you're drinking. <laughs> like, in a fucking MGD.
2: 4:30 in the morning and they're doing <laughs> lines of coke. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, bro, you don't need that fucking education, bro. <laughs>
1: God. Well, you don't need well, that this... education, right? I want to see how you go down the stairs. <laughs> the
2: one thing that I notice what I wrote down was that when they have the two of them behind the bar and they're dancing very poorly together um they're missing the shots of the two guys taking a bunch of shots together and basically blacking out behind the bar uh, <laughs> right because that goes hand in hand with their behavior
0: they're they're drinking throughout the night obviously you're not supposed to I mean I remember when I was a server at Giordano's, in Greektown in Chicago. And because that one was just like, it was like a, a failing restaurant in a, in major ways. I mean, it was, it was a sad place. And, uh, I remember getting hammered <laughs> while working and going out to serve tables because at <laughs> that place, we were also, we not only did we serve the pizzas, but we also were the bartenders. Like they didn't have a, a full on bartender there. So we would go mix the drinks. So you'd make a, we, there, there was a lot of uh, orders of apple martinis. So you always make a little extra and then you just get drunk because <laughs> you're just drinking them. But uh, Aaron, you as a, a professional, you know, you don't drink, right? Uh, on the shifter, get drunk.
2: Well, or
0: am I?
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs>
0: right.
1: officially uh. no. What dogs rules? All right. Well,
0: I guess I should shut up. That's one thing I guess that the movie got right.
2: I did dress as Amy Winehouse one year for Halloween and really committed to my character. Behind that bar do <laughs> okay.
1: you have track marks in your arms
2: yeah I put some tattoos on myself
0: okay oh nice and then I blacked out <laughs> that's how that's, I think that's how every Aaron Halloween story ends <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then I blacked out <laughs> next thing you know it was Thanksgiving anyway it was It was a good time I had my all <laughs>
2: I celebrate Halloween the way some people celebrate their birthdays.
0: I see. Yeah. No, I, I respect oh, that. Go. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. One thing I, I was curious about at a certain point in the movie, I look up. As after typing notes, and then I see Tom Cruise in the kitchen uh, early in the morning, and then he turned around, and there's Doug sitting there. So I'm like, oh, wow, they live together? Are they lovers? Is this like a, a storyline <laughs> that I missed? I mean, yeah, that's might fine. well
1: be. They acted like they were dating.
0: Well, that's one of the things about, uh, say, a movie like Point Break is that when men can't have sex with each other, they have sex with the same woman, right? So that was the yeah. whole Bodhi... Uh, Utah with um, Lori Petty with that so here and then it happens here too because uh, Tom Cruise is sleeping with the photographer and then I didn't even understand why she got upset and then cheated on him it was sort of like Tommy Wiseau in in the room all of a sudden she's upset and she goes and cheats on him with his best friend (laughs) it's like the room actually (laughs) Johnny's my best friend and goes and
2: Frenches him Right there, right in front of him, while he's bartending.
0: While he's bartending, then they get in a fight, and this is another moment where they this bumping club that is the spot to be. The bartenders are getting in a fight. Stop the music, And everybody, turn around, <laughs> because the, that's why everybody comes. Like, are you? Oh God, that pissed the stars me are fighting.
1: <laughs> yeah, the stars of the show. The stars of the show. The bartenders.
2: Well, that's Gina Gershon, too. Yes. Who plays the girl there. What I think is funny is when they have, from what I gathered, one episode of Sex. And she is going to come sit at the end of the bar all night. Cause isn't that what bartenders' girlfriends do?
0: Yeah, well, you're expected to. You
2: you guys just had sex one time, and now you're his girlfriend, and you're gonna come sit at the end of his bar all night.
0: If you're dating a construction worker, you gotta go to the sit outside the construction (laughs) site. Yeah, gotta
2: sit on the site. Get a hard hat.
0: You gotta have a hard hat. You gotta bring. You gotta bring him lunch. I wrote down numerous times that I, I hate everyone in this movie. I hate this movie. <laughs> Except I also hated – I hate these motherfuckers. I, I hate them. I hate the fashions. I hate these 80s fashions, especially when they're at TGI Fridays. These women all look hideous, um, getting in a, a big argument. Although I will say Gershon was, looked good. She looked good. After he uh, goes home with her, she thinks that it's good to walk him to the door and step outside just wrapped in bedsheets.
2: No, that's, yeah, people do that all the time. The neighbors don't mind.
0: They already know you're a whore. They don't need any more convincing. Just put a fucking bathrobe on it, at least. You're coming wrapped up in this cum-stained sheets that, you, that you <laughs> tore up the bed. Nail trails all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good for Hopper, but I mean, he lives out in Indiana. You're in New York. His sheet is multifunctional. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's,
1: yeah. That's it's right. Not,
2: he's not just... She's got other things. She's got a robe. God, she's, he'd
0: love a robe. She's got money. Yeah.
1: She definitely has uh, money to get a robe.
0: She's got doors. She's got doors. Most of them have handles on them. I mean, Hopper can maybe afford the door, but the handle's going to need to wait till next year. Yeah. She yeah. can lock her doors. He's got that shit on layaway. <laughs> Don't worry. We miss Hopper. We'll get him back in uh, for season four. <laughs> we'll get the shit on him all over again. But, uh... So right, so then he takes off to Jamaica, and maybe we should spend uh, a good chunk of the next uh, few minutes talking about Jamaica. Oh, oh, my!
1: My favorite part about Jamaica is uh, we don't know that it's been two years.
0: Oh right, oh, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. No, no uh, description on that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anybody else noticed, but um, Uncle Frank from Home Alone was at his bar.
0: Oh, is that who oh. that was? I I knew I recognized somebody there.
2: Uncle Frank, and then in the background of Uncle Frank is Jim Walsh from Nine Hundred Two and O Brandon and Brenda's dad.
0: Ooh, okay, Ooh. all right. So these are like it's almost like the Love Boat, where we just got cameos. <laughs> it's like lesser, <laughs> no, it's like the B list cameos <laughs> for this movie. And they didn't—they didn't get the wet bandits to show up. That would have been something. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Pesci and Cabana wear. I don't think I want to see that. I would. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You're a Metlock kind of girl, so Pesci's she's, she's a step up for you. Guilty. <laughs> Uh, Jared how about this uh, so Elizabeth Shue runs up to the bar their meat is she says my friend's passed out and of course who do you tell when your friend is passed out on the beach you tell the nearest bartender so that I, he I love can, when she goes
1: to the bartender
0: <laughs> she can leap over run to her move her head slightly and say she's gonna be all right <laughs> you're a lifeguard is that what
1: you would do is that how you do it uh, no, I mean, I would see I would see if she's suffocating, check her breathing. It, you know, I thought he was going to do CPR on her.
0: Maybe he just had the magic Scientology touch. Maybe that's how.
2: He did more than the people in sleepaway camp did. He's a better lifeguard than them. Which lifeguard are you talking about in sleepaway camp? The people that watched everyone die.
0: Uh, so he's better than Mrs. Voorhees, who didn't even bother teaching her son to swim, as we detailed. I think she's the worst one tom cruise is better than her there you go
1: yeah
0: maybe may, maybe they tried to do a scene of him giving her a uh, cpr but his teeth like you know it's kind of like got locked like with two forks you know because of that snaggle tooth he's got it was just it was too painful for her <laughs> They were ch- she came away with a chipped tooth
2: <laughs> i think he should have kept the snaggle
0: really oh you like a little uh, uh a little imperfection in the teeth
2: I didn't. Well, no, typically I wouldn't go for an imperfection in the teeth, but I don't think it was um, ruining his case.
0: Well, on the slate for this year is the original Top Gun so that we can then go to the theaters and watch the new Top Gun. So maybe you've forgotten a little bit about the his snaggle teeth because it's very prominent in Top Gun when he's talking with, a, I don't know what her name is, I forget um kelly mcgillis with the constant music bed of take my breath away which is just it's just like a music video for "Take." god that movie sucks too but at least it's fun
2: the soundtrack for that movie is great
0: oh yeah highway to the danger zone get the fu- oh it's so speaking of music i have that note written here too for jamaica the theme music for jamaica in this movie is don't worry Be happy. Are you fucking kidding me?
2: (laughs) They did other songs besides that. They did this magic moment.
0: But that was the first one. And that one. they. I know.
2: Yeah, it's garbage.
0: God, that's where I wrote down. God, I hate this movie. Fuck everyone here.
2: (laughs) But I actually, I didn't mind the friend that almost died on the beach. She was cool. She was chill. I think everybody could like her. She obviously (laughs) parties. (laughs) I would
0: have enjoyed a movie all about her.
2: She's like, she left last night. What'd you do to her yeah. anyway? But she doesn't get all like uppity about it. She's just like,
0: yeah, what the fuck, dude? My friend ditched me because you did some horrible act to her. But I'm still staying here in Jamaica. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> like, oh yeah, she would be great. I, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, she's hanging out with her sunglasses. Oh God, you know she's fun, and you know she's doing blow on the beach yeah (laughs) at least in the cabana
2: she's doing blow around she's like scarface it's just like all day (laughs) yeah
0: oh my god how about Aaron? what about as a bartender he's the greatest bartender in the world like they keep stressing this like when uh you know doug shows back up again and they're talking to you and talking with these guys i guarantee
2: i can make more tips than those two together i'd go up against them they could be a team, and I'll be one person. We'll get the same amount of people at our bars.
0: I would put the money on that, absolutely. Me too. Because I would bet that you can at least pour a fucking beer. Tom Cruise pours a quarter of a glass oh of no. beer for Elizabeth shoe and it's got half the head on it. And I'm like, that's your fucking bartending? Pour
2: the fucking beer. If a guy did that, I'd be like, let me pour my own beer next time, please. Because look at this. Look at that.
1: I know. At least tilt the glass.
2: He didn't tilt the glass. Yeah. Come he on. He tilt the glass. Everybody knows you have to tilt the glass.
1: Show some goddamn authenticity.
2: Ah, oh, he poured threes. Yeah, they, they could have done that. You're right about that. But maybe they were trying to illustrate how green he was.
0: When he was none great. He's been there for two years. Oh yeah, that's true. This is after he was the star in New York, because you know New York with all their star oh, yeah. bartenders.
2: And it, it says it. Yeah, like name for me one famous bartender. Well,
0: we you and I both know who it is. Meredith Sam Godfrey. Malone. Oh, well, Sam oh, alone too. Yeah. Meredith Godfrey, bartender to the stars, out there at the Hearth in Bartended New York. Bartender
2: of the stars, Meredith Godfrey. You're right. You're <laughs> yeah. right. She's going to have my head for saying that. Omit what I said. She'll never talk to me again. I know.
0: Ted Danson. That's What a shame. I mean, that's how you. she knows who her real friends are. My go-to is <laughs> Meredith. Your go-to is Ted Danson, a fictional bartender, by the way. Fiction.
2: Well, I don't want to sound cocky, but obviously I think it's me. I have to I have to give it to a fictional character.
0: And where can people find you, bartending? So we know we can find Meredith at the hearth in the inner Richmond in San Francisco. And of course, you can find Aaron bartending where? san francisco athletic club that's right she'll pour you the entire beer into a frosted mug without the fucking head on it so you don't have to fucking sit there and do it yourself
2: i won't tilt it at all it's gonna be all head
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> unless unless you agree to subscribe to our podcast and give it five stars
2: it's gonna be like a root beer float <laughs> oh, god the synopsis for the movie says about tom cruise that he is the toast of the town. Not, only, it's not like he's just in this bar. Like you come into a bar, and and I'll say this as a bartender: when you're in a bar, like you get your regulars that come in, and then it is kind of like everybody that will, comes in there knows you type of thing. I wouldn't classify that as being a star, but if they keep getting these regulars at the bar, they're going to know the two dudes that dance behind the bar together. But he's. They were in New York City, and he's the toast of the town.
0: New York. He's the toast of the town. New New York, York, the center of fashion, art, theater. But no, everybody wants to talk about the guy pouring the shitty glass of beer. It's... I, God, I hate it. That's what I mean. This is for... Maybe, oh, the other thing that blew my mind, that at the in the opening credits, this movie is based on a fucking book. Oh, it is? Oh, Based God. on a book. So this stupid fucking story has been a violation in two mediums, both film and print. And that... Oh, God, that makes me so angry. Of all the books out there that you could... Or that you could make into a movie. You
2: know, I would, I'm almost now inclined to see about reading that book because oh we don't know that the, we don't listen. We <laughs> hear me out. Okay. It's adapted from a book. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So all I'm saying is the person who wrote the screenplay could have put some Hollywood, how do you do on it? And the book how might not do. be as. <laughs> exaggerated as the movie is so i'm like interested to see
0: i mean if you i hope the book is like 800 (laughs) fucking pages it's guys want to start a podcast a
2: book club podcast
0: it'll be i would i would uh enjoy doing that (laughs) for sure we could do a companion but if you read the book we will do a special episode devoted
1: to the book absolutely (laughs) okay all right that'd
2: be great I'm going to look it
0: up right now and see how much it is on Amazon. How many
1: chapters are dedicated to the bartending at uh, Fridays?
0: Yeah. Oh, it's probably a good uh, three quarters of the book. Absolutely. This is written, written by a bartender at TGI Fridays. He goes to Jamaica and he gets Elizabeth Shue, who is looking gorgeous in this movie. Am I right?
2: I'm an Elizabeth Shoe fan. Yeah, I think she always looks pretty. Definitely,
0: she's beautiful. This is uh obviously pre Leaving Las Vegas. She looks great, great in that movie too. So he proceeds to sort of fall in love with Elizabeth Shue, and then because of a bet with his stupid asshole friend Doug, who showed back up with, uh, He's like, I'll give
1: you fifty dollars. Hey, look at my wife. It's a lot of money.
0: Yeah. And his wife, which is great, we just discovered, is the love interest in Roadhouse, our next movie. So, and she she's looking good, but I think Elizabeth Shue looks way better than her. Not to make it all about looks.
2: Elizabeth Shue looks better than Kelly Lynch, or Elizabeth yes. Shue looks better than his uh, nanny that he was fucking.
0: Oh please, that's the part. I think Elizabeth Shue is tops all of them. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think she tops Kelly Lynch. Uh, And she definitely... So for $50, he's going to bag this older woman because she's rich. And then he's going to proceed to shack up with her for, I don't know, several months, half a year, who the fuck knows. But, well, now I'm, no, I'm going to move from Jamaica to New York with her. Yes. And he's going to live with her. And then, of course that doesn't work out because he's just her boy toy. And then he's going to proceed to go and try to get back with Elizabeth shoe. And he's going to be persistent to the point. And then he's going to scream at her. I deserve a second chance. I, and I have written down, I guess this is what that whole white privilege thing is about that I've heard so much about yeah. because <laughs> you it, he's making it like he, i don't know said something bad about her friend no you fell in love with her and then the next day you shack up with this woman and proceed to shack up with her for the next several months and live with her and now you're coming back like oh you know like who are you to not listen to me and hear me out
2: that whole thing went tits so what's going on with you you still single
0: i'd love a second chance i think i deserve it he demands he demands it the idea that elizabeth shue couldn't find another man in new york excuse me well, she is knocked up oh that's back in the uh scene when um, she's like back in Jamaica when things are still good between them, she starts talking about <laughs> kids. And my. I have written down here in the moment, Cruz is like, you're flying back to Omaha in two days. Granted, I yeah. raw dogged you a few times, but any kids you have will be yours, not ours. And I wrote that down in the moment. And then when it turns out she is pregnant, I'm like, holy shit. He is seriously raw dogging these women that he meets at the bar in Jamaica. She needs to be less worried. Worried about the kids than worried about getting tested for hepatitis. She's got something. You know this now that he's just shacking up with. You saw him with uh, this other woman like the next day,
1: and he doesn't get AIDS.
0: That's in the sequel.
1: (laughs) Uh, A sequel cocktail. Different. He's
2: taking different
1: cocktails (laughs) now. It's the it's the now he's doing
2: experimental
1: stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's the (laughs) HIV cocktail. That's. That's what this movie is all about. It's leading up to the the AIDS cocktail. Oh, my God. Tom Cruise's character Um, is responsible for 80% of the AIDS in New York City and Jamaica.
2: Oh, I'll tell you what I don't like is every time Tom Cruise does that Irish accent. And it's, I remember watching um, Far and Away when I was younger, and it's worse than the Leprechaun from the Lucky Charms commercials.
0: Was Tom Cruise using an accent in here? I didn't, I didn't catch it.
2: No, he like does a couple little like, just phrases that he'll use, like maybe during his little poetries. Oh God, what? Is his little poems, the- maybe during his little poems. What is with oh the poetry?
0: <laughs> when? Where did this come from? Now he's like a uh, some beat poet, and he can just rattle this. I mean, off.
2: is it fair to call that a poem? No, to real no. poets, is that a fair thing? It's like that's that's like something that you would read in a bathroom stall. <laughs> this,
0: this is like. White man's rap, right? Pre Eminem. This is like the precursor to Eight Mile as well, right? This is, uh, I, I get up on a bar and I say, yeah, it's just like uh, rhyming a couple of lines together off the top of my head, but uh, I get a lot of time.
1: Free Beastie Boys.
0: Beastie Boys, can we all, uh, did we overhype the beastie boys Has yes. everybody come down off their beastie boys fandom because that's a little embarrassing when you go back and try to listen to it i think
1: no yes i got in a huge argument with a girl about it
2: oh you're about to get in another one.
0: Oh. oh. all right go ahead i
2: think you are dead fucking wrong and i love the beastie
1: boys all of it
2: all of it, yes. even if it came out today, some of that stuff wouldn't work. No, but it is just a, a a a part of like a period of time. I love the Beastie Boys.
0: Will you at least agree that Brass Monkey is a pile of garbage? That move, I never want to hear that song again in my life.
1: Dude, that song, I hear it on the radio. I just want to blow my brains
0: out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, or, you, or you want to go the way of uh, Doug in this movie. Just smash the yeah. brandy bottle and cut your wrists. If exactly. Only, if only there was one oh, nearby. Also,
1: going down under. I forgot about all the costs because, you know, I've been bartending at Fridays.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he lost all his money on commodities.
1: <laughs> oh, I lost them all on commodities, mate.
0: Which I had to empathize with that because my friend back in Chicago, he's a trader and um, he's very successful. So back when I was started teaching, you know, he was like, "Oh, you know, I trade these uh, commodities futures, corn futures. Do you want, do you want to try it?" And I was like, "I got in on it, so I had a broker. Uh, I lost a few thousand dollars. Like, I think I ended up in the whole in the red like two thousand twenty five hundred dollars. And as a teacher, like that's that's a lot of money. And I was that's like, a I, I, at a certain point, I'm like, dude, I got to just cut my losses and get out of this. Like, I can't, I can't." Make the money up, and I'm only like doing like $50 here, $50 there, but then you find yourself in the hole. Oh, it sucked. Uh, Yeah, it's when you get into sports betting, it goes really quick. Well, that's the one where you can't lose if you know what you're doing.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's correct.
0: But uh, so he lost it all on uh commodities, but um, wait to go back to uh, first Brass Monkey, Aaron, what was your verdict on Brass Monkey?
2: I don't, you know, I don't love the message that it's sending, what
0: it's about. What's the message?
2: I mean, isn't it it's kinda like about um well they talk about Spanish fly, basically. Really? They talk about like slipping something in a drink.
1: Whoa, Jerry, did you know that? No, I didn't. I thought it was anal.
2: <laughs> Is it about anal?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I kept thinking, brass, every time I hear Brass Monkey, I think he's shitting. And I'm like, I, I I, thought it was about anal the whole
0: time. <laughs> I'm going to use that. The, the next time I take an English class and we're talking about what's the meaning of this Emily Dickinson poem, I'm just going to say, I don't know. I thought it was about <laughs> anal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> came out of nowhere. I've never heard that. No, I knew it was about drinking and alcohol, but definitely not anal. But I didn't think it was about uh, Spanish Fly. I mean, it wasn't like they got uh, Bill Cosby to ghostwrite the lyrics.
2: No, I don't know if it's about Spanish Fly, but they mention it.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I had no idea.
1: less you know the better.
0: They had a couple I mean, good songs. Some songs on Paul's Boutique are okay, but man, they still aren't like, oh, man. I don't know. It's a lot of it's They're hard to listen so to. They're
2: just so unique. There's nobody else like them. You know it's them. You know it's them before they even start singing.
0: Sometimes they can be bad. Like, yeah, I know it's. Uh, who's the guy who sang? Don't worry, be happy.
1: Oh, Bobby McFerrin. Yeah, I, I know it's soundtrack yeah, Bobby in my McFerrin. hand right now.
0: I, <laughs> I know it's Bobby <laughs> McFerrin before. He says any lines, but that's not always a good thing. That's Because as soon as I heard that those opening beats, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? We're doing Don't Worry, Be Happy in this movie.
2: What about Bobby McFerrin's other song? When that comes on, do you know it's him?
0: He has no other songs, right? That was it. Exactly. Jared, you have the soundtrack to Cocktail?
2: Yeah, I do. He sent us a picture.
0: You have it on what is what format? It's cassette. A cassette. Whoa, that is awesome. Yeah, that's right. This would have been pre-CD. Okay, a cassette of cocktail. That's cool, actually, in some way. I love cassettes. I'm a cassette man. I was always a cassette man. Um, he's trying to get back with, uh, Elizabeth Shue, as we said, her father, uh, writes him a check for $10,000 to get the fuck out of here. And, um, he has this big speech in front of uh, Elizabeth Shue about how he's not concerned about money, even though, oh, by the way, that is why I shacked up with that other girl because she was rich. Um, and then he tears up the $10,000 check and all I had written down was if there was another zero on that check, it would have been a very different speech and it would not have ended up <laughs> tearing it up. He'd have gone out to fire escape when he
2: noticed she was in the front of the house. (laughs) Yeah, jump off the the
0: terrace. I don't want her to know I was here. I'm 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 gone. I'm ghost.
2: (laughs) It was nice to meet you, sir.
0: Uh, (laughs) He gets a letter from Doug. I guess after it was he wrote it. Well. (laughs) I... I guess he wrote it before his suicide. It would be weird if he didn't, but he wrote yeah. it before his suicide. And because, uh, again, it's it's very strong, their bond. It's almost like they were kind of in love with each other. Um, and we have a scene which is very much like the end of the second or oh, no. Sorry. The end of the third season of Stranger Things, right? Where we get um, uh, the letter being read, not by Hopper, but by Doug. And uh, at a certain point, he laughs. So I have written down here, what does that mean? That he wrote LOL in the fucking letter? Like, you know, when you're reading the letter out loud, you don't get to then laugh.
2: No, uh, he would have written ha ha. He's a ha ha guy.
0: But then I, they show the letter and I didn't see it there. So I felt like that, was, <laughs> that, that just took me right out of the movie, personally.
2: Tom Cruise knows him so well that he pictured how he was reading it. And he knew that Doug had this little nervous
0: ticks where he would laugh. He would often do it during their pillow talk. It was, uh, they know.
2: And during their Brass Monkey. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: They're going Brass Monkey all
0: the way. That's Jared's version of Brass Monkey, which I don't think – I think we had to say allegedly. We might have to say allegedly for your Spanish Fly thing, too. No, it definitely
2: references Spanish Fly in the song. Okay. I'm certain of that. I don't know that that's what the song's about, but – Whatever it's about, it's not anything that interesting. But I do, I'll sing along to it for sure. Oh
0: God, that that, that song is awful. Although I will Rat say, monkey. oh no, don't you dare get that song Rat in my head.
2: Monkey, end. monkey.
0: Ugh. Oh no. Yeah, um, for as much as I don't really like uh, Beastie Boys anymore, I do know a lot about their catalog. So that's off of License to Ill, their first uh, album, and there is a good song on there, uh, uh, "Fight for Your Right to Party." That's good. That's kind of like one of those. I had rock a music songs. video. Yeah, there you go. That one's fun. That's good. I, I will. So yeah, they're just kind no of no sleep. Hope Brooklyn. Nah.
1: No sabotage.
0: Sabotage is okay. Yeah.
1: Um. I don't really. I'm not. They're a failed punk band. That's why they did that. Yeah. They're winners in my book.
0: One song. With Q-tip on uh, "Ill Communication," oh, that's the song, right? "Ill Communication," that one's okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the song about uh, girls—no, that song sucks. What am I thinking about? It's the uh, fight. Five... Jack
2: and my D to yeah. my dismay.
0: Ugh, I think the uh, scales are weighted heavily. There's there are a few good ones, but the scales are tilted heavily toward the uh, negative.
2: They were trailblazers.
0: No, whatever. This ain't a this ain't a Beastie Boys podcast. We, can, anyway. Oh, so then it ends with twins. Yes. So she's gonna have twins. Oh my god. Are you serious? Lucky them. <laughs> Because their relationship is just off to a great start. I mean, when he goes up at the end and is fighting the doorman and her father and they're smashing more sculptures. I mean, the the amount of money that they had to pay in sculptures for this movie is like... uh, has to be a third of the budget, right? Because they broke yeah. some big ones. And then like it's like, okay, this is the man that you're so desperate to marry and be with and start a family with. Like, what the fuck is going on here? It, I hated it.
2: He's, so it, her dad sees him punch the doorman and is like, oh, fuck that. I don't want to know parts of this guy. So he lets his daughter go. Now she's pregnant right here when yes. all this commotion is going down. Yeah. Fast forward to now within nine months, he's somehow now he's bought a bar, Flanagan's cocktails and dreams. He just got that whole thing up and running before the kids were born?
0: Well, see, this goes back to that book that he was reading on the Greyhound bus at the start of the movie. It was How to Be a Millionaire. And uh, I guess it just, it took a few years for it to sink in. Because, yeah, I don't know how he got the bar. I I thought it was like his uncle's bar or something, isn't it? Or I guess it's not. I I couldn't understand. And I just didn't give a fuck to really think it through. At that that point, we were like,
1: I'm just glad it's over. Yes,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I could not wait for it to be over. This is an hour and 40 minutes. And I was like, when I saw that before pressing play, cause I already had, obviously you hear that this movie is bad. I'm like, why can't this just be an hour and a half, man? I don't want an hour and 40 minutes. And we paused it at one point, And I was like, I was thinking, Oh, there's only 15 minutes left in this movie, maybe 20. And, There was still 40 minutes left. I would pause it at an hour. And I'm like, I can't believe there's this much time left.
2: I know. I hate when that does that with these movies we're watching.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I didn't. (laughs) For you, it was thrashing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't feel that badly about this one. But definitely toward the end, I was like, oh, how much longer do I have to watch this for?
1: (sighs) Yeah, I get it. I get it. You guys made it up and you fell in love and you know he's a piece of shit. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, he's
2: going to cheat again, bitch.
1: Yeah, you think? And
0: then I love at the end, so he's doing this uh, impromptu poem because, again, people drinking at a bar, if there's one thing they want to hear, it's more beat poetry from the fucking bartender. So they start chanting for him to get up on the bar. I mean, th- there's they no sports it. games on. Maybe. Nobody wants a drink. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So-
2: that's that's the other thing. They're all cheering him on. Let's hear another poem, Brian. So not only has it been less than nine months that he opened this bar, but he's had these people in here. He's done so much poetry that they call for it.
0: They demand it.
2: They will burn this mother down.
1: <laughs> It'll be
2: worse. If you don't climb that sweet little ass up on that bar. And give us another
0: one of your poems about your drinks. It'll be worse than the Rodney King riots. <laughs> yeah, mm. do it. The Korean stores next door are very concerned <laughs> if he doesn't read another Ugh. fucking poem. Just
2: get up and do the poem, Brian.
0: <laughs> I've only got six shotgun shells <laughs> to defend my storefront. Brian, front. please. <laughs> uh, but then at the end of this poem and he's saying it oh it's so lovingly to his uh wife who's super pregnant and then he says and and I won't get scared off again Meaning he's making a reference to the time, oh, remember that time when I got, quote unquote, scared and then shacked up with that rich woman for a few months? That won't happen again. I feel like I want to remind you of that during this loving poem because this is a touching moment. Fuck you, man. God, and fuck her. Why is she doing this with him?
2: She's cheating, too. They're so not the, even his
0: she, kids. She, be- she better be. It's the doorman. The doorman kids.
2: is her baby <laughs> yeah, daddy. doorman's yes. kids.
0: We all came to it at the same moment. Yes, absolutely. That's why he was so upset. And by the way, he was punching at Tom Cruise.
2: And the dad could tell. And he was like, God, what's worse? If my daughter's with the doorman or the bartender?
0: <laughs> uh...
2: He's a like, bartender taker, please. <laughs>
0: Well, the doorman has to dress up like he works at F.A.O. Schwartz and he has no hair on the top of his head. So I think (laughs) he'd actually have to favor Tom Cruise. Yeah, the Nutcracker.
1: That's true. You don't want your kids looking like the Nutcracker. (laughs)
0: Oh man, <laughs> that's how. That's how. That's that's in the sequel too, where they come out wearing that stupid bellhop hat. Tom Cruise is gonna realize, hey, wait, these aren't my kids. I should have taken the ten thousand uh, dollars.
2: And when they when they start talking, they have Australian
0: accents.
1: Oh my god,
0: got some shrimp on the barbie, eh? Uh,
1: well no, I reckon, mate, I reckon, I reckon, yeah. Oh,
0: best not leave it on the beach. I reckon.
1: I reckon. Uh what movie is that? Is that point break? No.
0: When he says,
2: What should I do with my bag? Yes. So he goes and hides it under the tire.
0: But that was North Shore. Oh, no, he hides it on the beach. shore. Oh, that
2: was North Shore. Oh,
0: God, you guys. Oh. Man, you guys gotta uh you guys gotta rewatch these movies so that you can know the quotes. <laughs> I know, man. Um, speaking of which, one last I, note more
2: sure it was more about the Halloween party for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was a, it was a horror movie for you. It was all about the Halloween costumes. The kids yeah. walking in the background. I got the last one. <laughs> Ooh, speaking of which, uh, I did text oh, yeah. you guys to say that I was at Zuma Beach over the holidays and I saw Turtle teaching lessons and it was great. I I was I w was I was itching to kinda of go up and ask if I could take a selfie with them, but um then I felt like I'm not that kind of person. So, yeah. but one note I do have one last note for me, and then uh, uh, any last notes from you guys. But one last note I have is that this is our second movie with horses on the beach.
1: Yeah. So another oh, wow. North Shore.
0: Any uh, th- notes that uh, we didn't get to from you guys? Luckily, we got
1: the '80s guitar scenes to let us know that um, you know something dramatic has happened.
0: Yeah. Definitely a lot of hand-holding from the soundtrack to let us know what we should be feeling, which I hate. But uh, good, definitely good point. And are all those 80s guitar riffs, are they on the soundtrack, the cocktail cassette that you have? No. No? Okay. It well, should be. But... Good. The musicians got short shrift. They, they they ended up in this stupid fucking movie, and they don't even get their songs on the soundtrack. Hooray. Aaron, what about you? Any, any uh, final notes? Um...
2: You know, I don't think I do have any final notes. Okay.
0: (laughs) That (laughs) sums up the feeling overall for this movie. Although, surprising coming from Erin, because now we get to our recommendations. And let's kick it over to you first, Erin. Do you recommend Cocktail? Oh, absolutely. I recommend
2: it. You have to see it. Oh, Even absolutely. if it's just to talk shit on it the whole time.
0: And where does this rank in comparison with Godfather 1 and 2? <laughs> what is, it? is it above, uh, between, where?
2: It, it would depend on the mood, but
0: it, it would definitely be, uh,
2: it's it's beneath them. Come
0: on. It might be above 3, though. I really, I couldn't finish 3. So there's that. There's that. <laughs> Maybe not as bad as Godfather 3. So Jared, do you recommend Cocktail?
1: No. <laughs> All right. Absolutely not. Watch Vanilla Sky instead. Uh,
0: Jared and I gang up on you, Aaron, with regard to this movie, but Aaron and I gang up on you, Jared, with regard to Vanilla Sky, because that movie is awful. Uh, So now I guess it comes to me, and it is a definite, hard, no, don't watch this movie. This movie is bad. Uh, What else? I mean, we got into this part of the show. It's pretty obvious how I feel. So, yeah, it's not a recommend. Cool. Well, Uh, At least we got through this one, and uh, the next movie that we're doing is Roadhouse, which came out the following year, and man, that movie is bad, but it's bad in a very fun way, so that'll be an enjoyable revisit for me. I've seen it once. Uh, because uh, if you're listening, you know by now that we've decided to cut the trailer episodes. So we'll do our regular double features, but we'll be putting out the shows every other week. Sorry, but uh, editing takes quite a bit of time for these. So, yeah, you
1: two people who listen to the trailers. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there is not uh, not many. So uh, thank you for listening and uh, sticking around. And uh, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, if you want to find out more about this show, head on over to Bandcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at Bandcast. Uh, and uh, if you want to find out more about Jared, you can follow him at Diraj Nivelle on Instagram. That's his name, Jared Levin, spelled backwards.
1: That's right.
0: And uh, we'll see you all. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. All
1: right.
2: Bye. Bye. can take life.